The following is a paid program on this station. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. Now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samara Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And good morning. Hi there. I'm Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Mixon. And Dr. Samira Umat is actually off this weekend. So we have Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Dan Nelson from Pro Ortho. We call you the pain doctor. Well, I like that. Not that you give pain. You do not do that. You take it away, and uh, and that's a wonderful thing. So we're all in the studio. Uh, oh, we made it. And another beautiful weekend. Sunshine it today. Is. It, it is still officially summer, so we will enjoy sunshine all this week, pretty much. Right. So Another week. Yes. Another week. Another week, and one week from today is when we will be going, ah, happy fall. We know what's coming. Yes, we do. We know what's coming. Yes, we oh. do. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. I'm going to give out the phone number first and foremost because we have a lot of folks that love to jump on first thing and be the the first question. So here you go, early birds. The number is 800-465-8770 for Leading Edge Medicine this morning. We are live in the studio and we would love to talk with you, your questions about aging. That's what we're all about. But Dr. Mixon talks about lots of other things too, hormones and and, things. things that are, well, maybe a recent diagnosis you don't quite understand. Uh, that's why we're here. Every Saturday morning, we'd love to talk with you at 800-465-8770. And if you have a knee issue, a back issue, pain in your vertebrae, or is it vertebra if it's um, plural? No a, no, a single is A vertebra. single vertebrae. And right. then if it's more than one vertebrae, is it... It's uh, Vertebr- A-E, vertebrae. Okay. Uh, a- ends in A-E. Okay. The, uh, it just sounds the same. It's the, the Greek conjugation. Okay. That, uh, we, we all learned the classical Greek, right, in well, school? Uh, the doctors did, yes. I did not. I would put an S <laughs> on it and then wonder. No, vertebrae. <laughs> the pain that you are feeling as we are getting older. Dr. Dan Nelson is here from Pro Ortho, and we would love to take your questions. This is the day to call in with that. So... Yeah, here we are. Uh, Dr. Mixon, we are getting closer to fall, which means closer to winter. And I've had a few folks ask me, oh, are they going to shut things down because of COVID? Are we going to have to mask up? <gasps> I, I think the new f- uh, fear mongering is about the Nipah virus. Oh, something new. Yeah, well, it's in India right now. Okay. It, it is another bat-borne virus. This is wow. a, f- a fruit bat, but at least they know the organism for sure. And uh, Nipah virus has been around for a while, but they're having an outbreak right now. 
I, I think the count is up to five cases. Wow. Five and this is, cases. This is wow. making worldwide news, yes. uh, five uh, cases five, of Nipah in, virus. That's right. In a population of over one billion people. We, uh, uh, must cases. have been a slow news day. Must <laughs> have been. Yeah. Well, Hunter well, Biden right, <laughs> was right. in that. They're trying to cover that. You have up, to do so something maybe. to they hide, do something hide to. Hunter. Oh, boy. Um, oh, and, and the big guy, of course. Well, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, the Nipah virus, and it is a nasty virus. Um, it uh, causes um, uh, encephalitis and has mm. about a 75% fatality rate. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so it kills three out of four people who catch it. Um, it. It's a fruit bat, and what happens is the bat that is infected eats part of the fruit and his saliva then oh. puts the virus into the fruit, and then humans come and either eat the rest of the fruit or squish the fruit and, and make fruit juice. Mm. And the virus can live in the juice for some time, and then mm. people drink the juice and get infected. Um, apparently, though, there are now concerns that it may also be airborne in human-to-human trans- transition or transmission, and uh, that's why they've tested several hundred people trying to put a stop to this before it spreads any further. Mm. Wow. Um, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the big medical viral news. I guess uh, they've been trying to terrify us all with the coronavirus, and everybody is simply yawning and saying, <laughs> I well, will not comply, is right. what we hear. Yes, yeah. That's right. You go put your mask on, Mr. Politician. We're, we're going to live our lives. Just move it along. So. <laughs> okay. Nipah virus, the new one. So, well, do you think, you know, COVID, you were saying last week, you know, get your flu shots, get your pneumonia shots, yeah. COVID vaccine and boosters. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm not getting a COVID vaccine or booster at this point unless I see data saying that it has now mutated into a highly dangerous form. But, you know, it's causing basically cold symptoms in the vast majority of people now. Wow. Okay. If you are are seriously immunocompromised, if you're on chemotherapy for your cancer, you've got radiation things, you've got, you know, a, a serious, serious health problem that makes you fragile and immunocompromised, then perhaps you should get your your injection and even wear your mask. Okay. But as for the rest of us, no. Okay. Right. All right. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad this update was quick and fast. Back in the days with all the counts and the numbers and the closures, uh, it's kind of refreshing. So would you like to jump into some calls? First thing this morning, let's do that. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine, and here is that number if you'd like to get through, 800-465-8770. But Lou heard, Lou is from Kenmore, and Lou said, okay, uh, Dr. Dan Nelson is there, I better call him. Hi, Lou, why don't you explain what's going on with your wife? My wife was diagnosed uh, with uh, various forms of sciatica, uh, he was uh, recommended to do various uh, rehab and uh, exercising for the past year, but the pain never went away at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finally went to a nurse practitioner a week ago who looked at her MRI and said, you have bone on bone in your hip joint and you need a hip replacement. And uh, I'm just wondering why, um, after a year going to several different doctors who looked at her MRI and so forth, she was diagnosed um, 
with sciatica instead of recognizing clearly um, with their limping and so forth why they didn't catch the hip problem first. Hmm. Yes. Well, wow, that's one of your favorite phrases is bone on bone, isn't it, Dr. Oh, Nelson? yeah, the Bob syndrome. Oh, um, boy. So, yeah, th- now this is not unusual. Uh, the hip pain and the low back pain sciatica thing often gets kind of intertwined. Uh, in our clinic, the back doctors say, well, you need to go see the hip doctor, and the hip doctor say, well, you need to go, go see, see the, the back, back doctor. doctor. <laughs> so, And then finally, to resolve it, they send us the patient down to me to get it figured ah, out because I can do the diagnostic work because what I say every day is we don't treat x-rays and MRIs we treat patients, patients that's right yes and, and uh, an awful lot of people are told they have bone on bone and need replacements and there's actually a significant amount of cartilage still on there correct correct yes and that's so. yeah the bone on bone that's you know it's like the death sentence end of conversation and uh, first of all it doesn't make it's not um, it's not uh, intellectually rigorous to just say bone no. on bone. You got, oh. you know, you're you're hopeless. You need a hip replacement. Anyway, Lou, uh, that's a digression to say that this happens fairly frequently. Would your uh, wife have more? Does she really have all kind of back, buttocks pain, or is there some groin pain associated with it? Uh, yeah, it's also uh, pain going down the front and the inside of her groin too. Right. Right. So that could certainly be, you know, hip pain. That's uh, these things are typically picked up fairly routinely on a physical exam. You know, we go mm-hmm. in and we do our various maneuvers. You know, straight leg raising, uh, hip adduction, in, external internal rotation. You know, usually that's so. It's, not, it's usually obvious. Pretty obvious in most yeah. cases. Wow. Now, sometimes it's a little blurred. Um, sometimes people come in with sciatica and hip problems. Yeah. There's, there's nothing about hip arthritis that protects you against sciatica. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nor sciatica that protects you against hip arthritis. You can easily have both. That's absolutely okay. correct. Um, and sometimes, like I said, they send them down to us to kind of sort that out. Um, to me, it sounds like it's hip pain of course we're not we don't have your wife here to talk to her and do a physical exam but uh i yeah i don't know what to i guess i apologize for my medical colleagues for not maybe picking that up a little earlier um so um the other question of course is the bob syndrome does not necessarily mean that you need hip replacement correct because I've seen you do some pretty wondrous things with your stem cells and PRP and avoid having to replace a hip. Absolutely. Um, so that's, you know, but part of that is, is there's in this, in this arena that I work in, and also in Dr. Mixon's arena, is if you're not comfortable with nuance, you shouldn't be in this arena. You have to hold maybe conflicting ideas in your mm-hmm. head simultaneously and just work towards the truth or the you know in this case that what's the proper diagnosis or diagnoses um, and sometimes we have working diagnoses I you know I work with patients and I tell them you know this is not I have a working diagnosis but if we're not going to solve this on one or two visits this this uh, you know because sometimes we've seen, we see some complex patients sure but you know the point is if if you've got hip pain you may be able to grow enough of that cartilage back with the stem cells to avoid having to have a a hip replacement procedure. And personally, I'd rather have a couple of injections 
than having somebody saw off the the top of my femur. Uh, yeah. Rip out my my acetabulum and then you put in a whole new joint. Right. I right. don't even know what half those words are, but saw, you had me at saw and rip off. <laughs> and it's like, off. okay, what are my other options, doctors? Now, I will say in the wow. same breath that Dr. Mixon, I'll finish, I'll just make a little anecdote. If you had to ha- absolutely have a joint replacement, mm-hmm. the hip is by far the best one to absolutely. get. Especially oh. with the anterior approach, which has been kind of the common way mm-hmm. to do it for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I'd much rather have a artificial hip than a knee or a shoulder. Absolutely. Oh. Because those two are inherently unstable joints, whereas the hip at least has a socket to kind of put things in. But the recovery is still significant, and you're then working with a mechanical device that has propensity to wear and tear and get problems. And if, heaven forbid, it should ever get infected, you right. got a real monstrosity of a right. problem because then you got to take the whole implant out, let it heal, clean up the infection, and then put a new one back in. They call that a revision, and mm. that's uh, a big deal. Not, it's a, it's a my, nightmare. None of my wow. orthopedic colleagues like doing revisions, as far no, as I know. No. They do. That's a but big we, bloody but we had surgery. A, we had a caller a few weeks ago whose spouse had had an artificial hip put in, and then it got infected. Mm. And, you know, then they've had to take it out, and then she's gone with no hip socket for a while until they get it all cleaned up, and then they got to go back and put a new one in. Right. That's a a nightmare. Wow. That's right. I guess they'd have to take it out, clean it, get some healing in there. You take it out, yeah, you you try to clean up the infected site. You throw away the the contaminated implant. You're not putting that back in. Sometimes they'll put a spacer in temporarily Mm -hmm. uh, while they're fighting the infection with antibiotics Mm -hmm. or whatever. But when they go back to do the actual revision where they replace everything, of course, they take the spacer out and put in all the new hardware and then pray that that doesn't get infected. Wow. Right? So. Yeah. And, and the problem is we're not talking about necessarily infection at the time of surgery because, you know, every time you have a bowel movement, you are seeding bacteria into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And every time you chew food and traumatize your gums, you're seeding bacteria into your bloodstream. And that bacteria has the possibility of seeding to and starting to grow in an artificial joint. And yes, it does. You know, yep. and, and so you do have an increased risk of this for the rest of your life with that artificial joint in place. And personally, I'd rather have my own joints. And if you can grow back enough cartilage so that I am pain-free, that's the way I'd rather go. Right. Yeah, those bacteria have a propensity to glom onto foreign surfaces, don't they? Do. they? Yeah, Dr. Mixon. They, do. they just. Uh, but natural tissue, yeah, you have a fighting chance. Well, you've got blood. You've got a blood supply, and you have. Right. You're able to fight the infection, but that that artificial joint has no blood supply to it. Correct. Wow. It's you right. know, it's plastic and metal. Yes. So. Wow. Okay. So what uh, what should be Lou's next step with his wife? What well, should we do? I, I mean, if it's truly so, what I would, I mean, the clincher. For me, Lou, would, I would do a diagnostic intraarticular hip injection to see if all her pain goes away. Mm-hmm. And um, if that's the case, then we know the, the primary source of the pain is, in fact, coming from the hip joint and not from the back. Um, so that's kind of what we do on the diagnostic side. Um, of course, we, you know, we look at the x-rays and MRIs. I don't say we'd ignore that. That's Those are critical yeah. pieces sure. of information. But at the end of the day, we have to rely on 
diagnostic injections, especially in the pain arena. There's not there's until we come up with, until artificial intelligence comes up with something better. Diagnostic injections are really a key part of what I do. Yeah, and okay. and the problem there, the the reason that's important is that you can have two people with exactly the same X-rays right. and MRIs, and they look identical, and one will have excruciating discomfort and and mm. be disabled, and the other one is floating through life feeling just fine. Right. And the the imaging studies look the same. Wow. Right. Okay. And so yeah. you're, you're treating the person, and the trick is. You know, you see how blocking those nerves in the hip joint with that injection, you put in a local anesthetic in there and that numbs up that hip joint. If all the pain goes away, you say, okay, that's the issue. Right. You know, that's, then yeah. the question is, do you want to try to grow back her own cartilage with a couple of injections or do you want to go ahead and replace the joint? Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's a discussion. That's where we look at the situation and see, okay, what... You know, is this a, a reasonable situation for a stem cell procedure versus... Sure. And there have been times where I've looked at the x-ray and I told the patient, look, um, this looks a little... This is a bit of a stretch for a stem cell. Yeah. Yeah. It's too far gone, and uh, I think I would save my money because stem cell procedures are not covered by regular medical right. insurance. Um, and right. I say, you know, probably the hip replacement is your best option. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the doctors don't recommend and perform the, as I believe he's called it, an articulate uh, hip injection, if they do not do that and proceed immediately with the hip replacement, uh, would you question their competency? I would. I would definitely question. That would not happen in our clinic. Uh, it's, I'll, I'm just going to say that, that if there's any question between back pain and hip pain, a diagnostic injection would be absolutely done by just about virtually every doctor in our clinic including myself. Thank you so much, doctor. Oh, good luck with that, Lou. All right, we hear the music. That means a break. We're going to take a break, and then we are back with Jeff and Leroy with questions for the doctors today on Leading Edge Medicine. And there's room for you as well. 1-800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country, and I can tell you whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. This is Dr. Jerry Mixon. 
If you want to stay healthier longer, well, I'm the guy to help you with that goal. If you want to stay out of a nursing home without becoming a burden on your loved ones, Rajiv Nagayich is the one you need. No one can help you plan your future as well as Rajiv. And this is because he's done the original research on the subject and developed a solution no one else has except his patients. Trust me, he's different. He's helped me with my long-term financial planning, and I've helped him with his long-term health plans. You really should check him out. He still does seminars, and they're free. Invest an hour with him and walk away with a lifetime of peace of mind. There are three seminars scheduled for September. Register at lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. Register today. It's another tequila sunrise. Staring slowly across the sky. Said goodbye. We're here. This is Leading Edge Medicine on a gorgeous Saturday morning. My name is Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Mixon. And also, our guest doctor in the studio is Dr. Dan Nelson of Pro Ortho, the pain doctor to ask for your uh, questions about hips and nerves and backs. And it hurts when I do this, doctor. Those types of things. And don't say don't do that. Yeah, That's and don't say right. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to head to Olala. We've got Jeff on the line. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. I'm out in Banner Forest Walk. I listen every weekend to both shows. You know, well, last uh, five-minute physical exam with the doctor, and he said, well, your blood sugar is 7.A1C, 7.5. I want to put you on metformin. I said, I'm not taking anything. I said, I'll change my diet and do all that. A year later, I changed physicians. And now I'm up to a 15-minute office visit, so we're making <laughs> Whoa! And my A1C it dropped from 7.5 to 6.0. That's better. Good yeah. job. Better. Okay. You're still in the pre-diabetes range, but you're 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 far better than Frank diabetics where you were. So that's good. You recommend to to clean it up a little bit more. I mean, I exercise like hour and a half of cardio a day. Good. Uh, you know, I've and then no GPS, brains, potatoes, sugar. I, I, I drink probably once a month now, but what additionally could I do to spike it down a little bit more? What's your your percentage of body fat? Do you know? No, I don't. I don't. I I don't. I don't. I never get on the scale. And like I said, I I you know I've been a runner for the last forty five years, so uh-huh. I don't know. So, so you're lean. You don't. Dr. Mixon's jiggle test would be negative with you? Well, I do the, the honest test. Stand naked in front of a mirror and look at yourself and you go, are you fat or not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like the jiggle test, right, Dr. Mixon? Yeah, that's a simplified version. The Dr. Mixon's jiggle test is you do the same thing. You stand naked in front of the mirror. You jump up and down. Anything that jiggles other than your genitals is not supposed to be there. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, Okay, so it sounds like you're reasonably lean. You're already doing good stuff there. You're doing cardio. That's good. You could add some some resistance training and simply add muscle mass. Um, the working muscle of all types, the more muscle you've got and the more frequently and intensely it works, the more myokines you produce. Working muscle produces more than 300 different compounds that lower blood sugar, 
that help you grow new neurologic tissue, help you make new brain cells and peripheral neuropathies. They are anti-inflammatory. They are anti-fat. They're anti-cancer. I mean, working muscle is, is a wonderful medication. So the more muscle you've got and the more frequently and intensely you work it, then the more of these healthy things you're producing. Um, aerobic activity is very good. So, you know, your running is super. But resistance training, actually building muscle mass, is even more effective at lowering blood sugar. Okay, Because working muscle is a high-energy consumption tissue. It's burning calories 24-7 just by existing. One pound of working muscle burns more calories, burns more sugar than 50 pounds of fat. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. it's, yeah, so it's it's really, really important. So you, you want to build your muscle mass, and in the process of building, of course, you want to do those, those resistance trainings several times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do that, except I've got kind of an ulnar nerve problem in an elbow, so... Ah, uh, that of, makes it harder. It, okay. All right. And he doesn't want to do metformin. No, but he can do crunches. And okay. He, and he can do squats. Yeah, I, ah. Those thigh, those thigh muscles are really big muscles. And just doing squats, stooping down, you know, on your heels and straightening back up 50 times each morning, that's a, that's a really nice way to build some muscle mass there and get it working. Mm. Um, I've abdominal, started a lot of... Go ahead. How about what? What should be? What should my A1C goal be? Under five. Uh, okay, it should be under five seven. Five seven and above, by definition, is pre-diabetic. So you are getting your brain is shrinking twice as fast at five seven as it is at five point two. Okay. So our our that goal was, in our clinic is five two and below. Is that what happened with Joe? His blood sugar is too high. I uh, don't know. I've never done lab work on Mr. Biden. I've only <laughs> I've only watched poor old Joe daughter around the stage and get lost and shake hands with people that aren't there. So and not know what country or state he's in, or but, know who president uh, is. He keeps referring to President <laughs> Harris. <laughs> Any you know. Nevertheless, he has his finger on the nuclear button. Yeah, so yeah I just hope they, I just hope nobody tells him which button that is. Yeah, Ugh. Jeff, what's with the ulnar nerve going on? What's happening with that? Well, you know, it's a, well, I just saw my kid in my elbow about fifty years ago, falling out of a tree, and never came straight. And then about yeah. six years ago, up fishing in Alaska, and I and I drilled my elbow when I had a fish on into a, the, the boat cleat. Mm-hmm. So what okay. happens, I get tingling my, you know, my four fingers, and then sometimes I get, you know, I get the, my uh, forefinger drops, or and then my thumb will cramp up. But it mm-hmm. seems to be more a function of what kind of, if I'm out working, or, you know, moving around, you know, not mm-hmm. just on a daily basis being doing. Okay. okay. What is your complaint about metformin? I just You're, didn't want to be on any kind of medication. Okay. Because, um, you know, metformin is pretty effective at low, increasing sensitivity to insulin and lowering blood sugars in a lot of people. You might try berberine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, some people okay. respond nicely to berberine. It's, it's actually a genetic trait. Some do, some it's worthless. But if you're a responder, uh, I'd take uh, you know 500 to 1,000 milligrams of berberine twice a day and see if your sugars come down. If you are a berberine responder, that'll be a cheap, easy, innocuous way to do it. Okay, well, I appreciate your time today. Like I said, I listen every week to both channels. All right. Wonderful. It's nice to know that all three of you listeners are out there. There you (laughs) go. We got more than three. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause, uh, and then we have more room for you too. 800-465-8770 with your questions today for Dr. Jerry Mixon or Dr. Dan Nelson. Uh, room on the phone for you. 800-465-8770. We're going to head to Tacoma right now. We have Leroy on the line. Good morning, Leroy. Good morning, doctors. And good morning. Um, I'm going to save Dr. Nelson a phone call because uh, I have a call into you, doctor. My radio name is Leroy. I have an appointment with you next Friday, supposedly with Sarah or you, about a nerve blocker. Uh, I had an issue that prevented me to go forward with um, this. It had to do with LBBB. And your office wants to know what the cardiologist said. Uh, the cardiologist said, come and see me in a year. Does that satisfy the question? Yeah, so you you were getting resistance from my office because you have a left bundle branch block? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Oh, no, no, no. You wanted to oh. know what was the result. What what what, what, what was oh. the results of, the doc- of my investigation? And, okay. And, and that was, uh, come and see me a year. He says, there's nothing. Go oh, I forward. see. Do whatever you do. Go do. Okay, good, good. So you're going to come and see us next uh, Friday for for what now? Well, Blue? this is the, my question to you: Is we had spoke about stem cell and PRP, and you said that was not a candidate for my right knee, but you came back with you tried to call me, and this LBB thing got in between us, and mm. it came back with me that you want to do a nerve blocker. I don't know what that is. Ah, yes. So I imagine what we talked about is if you're not a candidate for stem cell, it might be that I thought, you know, maybe things were too far gone. And But do we? what else do we have in the toolbox? One uh, would be something called a genicular nerve block, fairly straightforward. There's three spots in the knee, two directly above the knee and one below the knee. And the reason we do that is uh, if you get temporary pain relief, the, um, we can do something called a genicular RFA, radiofrequency ablation. This is something that uh, we do frequently for people with intractable knee pain, even after total knee replacement, because as you know, Dr. Max, we've talked about this numerous times, anywhere from 20 to 30% of people after total knee replacement have chronic pain or related type issues. Um, so we frequently do that. But we, this, is a very, this is a very useful procedure. It might not make you pain-free, but the big goal here, and I think Dr. Mixon would agree, is to keep you moving. We yep. need to keep you moving because that's critical. Once you stop moving because your knee hurts, things go bad. So, you know, it's like what else do we have in the toolbox? If you're not a candidate for stem cell, what else do we have? And we have a big toolbox to, to keep, your, keep, you, keep your body moving. Like Dr. Mixon said, keep your muscle mass up, uh, cardiorespiratory. That's all very critical for quality of life. Yep. Well, is there any way, I mean, I, 
I okay. I I did the cortisone. I did the chicken comb. We both agree <laughs> that that's totally temporary. Whatever. Right. I don't know if if, if a needle replacement is even uh, possible. Is it possible that, that we're going to see some results better than what I had done with this nerve blocker? Oh, yeah. Yes, I think it's... Now, it has to be... You know, this is something that... You know, we do a test injection, basically, to see if you oh, get pain relief okay. for that. And then... Um, we do something, you know, like I said, ultimately if that works, then we can do the radiofrequency ablation procedure. Um, that's, again, not a permanent solution, but very useful. We're also doing something called um, peripheral nerve stimulation in, in similar patients. A lot of them have total knee replacements where we actually, we may do the injection, we may do RFA, but if, if, if it's obvious that patient needs more, we, there's a company called NALU, N-A-L-U, where we can... Dr. Mixon's familiar with spinal cord stimulators for chronic pain. This is a peripheral nerve stimulator where you can put two leads basically uh, on each side of the knee to cover those genicular nerves, and we've had fantastic results with that. Now, that's I'm not saying, Leroy, that you're – I'm just – the purpose of that is to discuss the fact that we have a big toolbox for people yeah. with bad knee pain. A lot of options. A lot of options. Yeah. So, oh, this is the, wonderful. Yeah. But does it interfere necessarily with, with the knee replacement? Nothing that I do would preclude a, a knee replacement down the road if that's ultimately what you okay. had to have. Yeah, that, that's fine. We're, we're good. And there was a question you were going to look into some diagnosis that I had had with a spinal stenosis, and I don't know mm. if you had uh, found out anything on that or not, but maybe we'll deal yes. with that at, at the office. We can talk about that. We can talk about that in the next section. Yeah, if you'll just hang on there, Leroy, we're going to take a quick okay. break, and we will be back. And we can take your call as well. There's room on the line, 800-465-8770. Don't wait till the end of the show. Call right now and get in the queue. Leading Edge Medicine continues. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more of the show. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425 425- 
425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. And we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. I'm Lynette. Dr. Jerry Mixon in the studio taking your calls along with Dr. Dan Nelson today. And we have room for you if you have a question for either one of the doctors. Don't be shy. 800-465-8770. And Leroy talking about big words with you, Dr. Nelson. Big words like spinal stenosis. Spinal stenosis. Yeah. So the update on that, you know, we've had uh, talked about spinal stenosis. It was very common in the elderly population. That's Mm. where the... The arthritis in your spine, which kind of happens kind of almost, well... Almost everybody. Almost everybody. Okay. But the ligaments inside the spine get overgrown, especially the ligamentum flavum, a couple of thing, areas. Uh, plus a little disposing can cause narrowing of the spinal canals. We call that spinal stenosis. Um, we were doing Vertiflex uh, with great success, and then um, the ProLiance... Um, how should we call them? The ProLines Board, Governing uh-huh. Board, decided that a pain doctor shouldn't be doing that procedure. Your voice um, is doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I should be. Uh, so we had this procedure called Vertiflex, which was great for spinal stenosis. Uh, we're kind of getting that, trying to get that reinstated because ProLines had a question about whether that was a good procedure for an interventional pain physician to be doing. Uh, the, the success of that is clear cut. I mean, we had no complications essentially. And, um, anyway, there, I'm not going to question the wisdom of the, of the, of the board of ProLiance, but there is another procedure called MILD that that's been out there, that technology, minimally invasive lumbar decompression. So I wanted to get that word out there because that's, uh, that technology has been around. They've kind of, they kind of, they went silent for a while, but now it's, uh, we're going to be probably providing that for patients for spinal stenosis. Again, minimally invasive. We're talking a 15 minute procedure to remove some of those overgrown uh, areas in the spinal canal, uh, specifically the ligament and flavum and the uh, associated tissue in that area. So the the spinal stenosis is back on the table. I'm happy to say we're able okay. to treat those patients and uh, with this uh, mild procedure. Mild, not the Vertiflex, but with the mild. Procedure. The mild, my, minimally invasive lumbar decompression. Uh huh. What I've been told from the surgeons, the neurosurgeons. Right. Uh, that ended the conversation was I have a five to ten percent chance of being being um, paralyzed after this neurosurgery, and I said, "This is the end of this conversation." Right. Yes. And no, so I, I didn't know there was a more tool in the toolbox. That this sounds wonderful. Yeah, I think that would you know that's definitely worth a conversation. Leroy, when you come in, we should at least look at that. I can't remember if we looked at your lumbar spine MRI before. Um, no, and, uh, no, this is new so information for you. New information. So, you know, that's, a, that's like a, you know, that's like a two-minute look for me looking at your MRI and deciding if you'd be a candidate for this mild procedure. Um, so uh, that's, f- that's fairly straightforward. I had a great visit with you and Sammy uh a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, like I've never had. I really want to thank you for that. And I'm looking forward to next Friday. All right. Very good, Me Leroy. as well. Yes, sir. 
All right. Thank you. You bet. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Taking your calls, we are live in the studio. Here is the number to get through, 800-465-8770. While we're waiting for that next call, we had an offline question for you, Dr. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time you were in, I believe uh, Lisa was wanting to know the name of the skin cancer medicine that you used. Did you explain, did you have some medicine or something done that, that you that explained? That I was talking about? Yeah, because I'm thinking... Dr. Nelson, me, okay, because I was yeah. Dr. Mixon. So, what what would you have put? I would on? be. Can I say it's a, it's an honor to be confused with Dr. Mixon? Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm glad to accept that confusion. There you go. I, I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, and never will. So, Dr. Mixon, do you remember what uh, what that was? If that was, I do. Okay. Unfortunately, the the compound is been taken off the market. Ah, okay. Mm. So that was a while back then, yeah, perhaps. Maybe big. Yeah, it was. Uh, a fascinating compound. You you put it on the skin cancer, and it would get inflamed and flare up, and basically it triggered your own immune system to attack the cancer. Ah, and it would just die and fade away, and then you healed in. And you know, I had a little uh, squamous cell on my left side of my forehead several years ago, and I I put uh, the the mebubate on it, and bang, it was gone. Yeah, wow. Three days, I had a little hole on my skin where the tumor had been and uh, two weeks after that it was healed in and you'd never didn't even leave a scar you can't even wow. tell it was there okay but <clears throat> you can't just get it from well, anywhere yeah, apparently some people were developing severe systemic allergic reactions from mm. it. Uh, so okay. the idea of the chemical was you put it on the tumor and it triggers a, a really profound immunologic reaction in the tumor and your mm. body attacked and killed the tumor but some small percentage of people would get a systemic reaction, Ooh. and they got quite sick. So they've taken it off the market. Oh, okay, so uh, poor too, Lisa will not be bad. able to just go yeah. in and get that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Doctor Mixon can be his own guinea pig, but he will not allow other patients to. <laughs> That's be. right. There we go. Sorry about that, Lisa. But there's got to be something out there that you're able to do. Well, there are some other things. Um, there are some some creams that were basically originally designed for colon cancer and so on. Um, trying to remember the, the names of them, though. But um, I'll take a look at my file here. Okay, when we take a break, he'll, he'll look at his file. So, Lisa, stay stay tuned for that. All right, uh, we're going to head to Snohomish. Shirley is on the line, wants to talk about that Vertiflex with Dr. Nelson. Hi there, Shirley. Yes, hi. Uh, hello, Dr. Nelson. <clears throat> this Hello. is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for me to get to talk to you. We've been puzzled about something. Um, we had come to you, and you recommended the Ritaflex for all the symptoms that my husband had. But at the mm-hmm. time, you couldn't do it or you know, for something. So you recommended that we go to somebody else who does do it. <clears throat> yes. She refused, uh-huh. she refused to do it because there's one problem with him. He doesn't have the pain to go along with what he needs. Oh, uh, you know, he, yeah. He can't walk. He has trouble walking. Um, has to sit and, and relax uh, to get the to get moving again. So now, what do we do now? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting thing about spinal stenosis is people have pain often with it, but it, spinal stenosis is what we call a constellation of symptoms. So you can have pain like back pain and sciatic pain. But many people don't have much pain. They have these other symptoms where they can't walk, their balance is off, they have what we call mm-hmm, the shopping mm-hmm. the shopping cart syndrome where if ah. you see them in Safeway or Costco, they're leaning over on the shopping cart because they can't walk straight 
up. Mm. They can't okay. walk every, upright because every symptom you're saying, you, yes, yes. Yeah. So this is kind of funny because, uh, you know, again, we said earlier in the show, um, if you're not comfortable with nuance, you shouldn't be in this field, basically. Mm. So it's this, and I've I've done the vertiflex in patients who really didn't have that much pain, but were having all the other symptoms that. Uh, that I just described, and they, for the most part, did great. Um, so this is, again, one of those kind of gray areas. Um, it's certainly done for pain, but it's uh, spinal stenosis doesn't, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a grab bag of different symptoms. So, mm. And sometimes people don't have much pain. And then if mm-hmm. you're a pain doctor and you say, well, I'm a pain doctor, but I realize that this is really, I know what's going on here, I have the skill set to do this, then... You go ahead and do it. Now, I don't know if you heard us talking about the mild procedure, which has been around, that we kind of got resurrected. Um, I was trained on it 10 years ago, and now um, there were some issues. Again, the, you know, the neurosurgeons and the orthospine surgeons tried to kill this technology 10 years ago. And, wow, uh, it works. Let's take yeah. it away. So, but then, now it's come back, and it's, I mean, you know, again, the level one studies have shown vast superiority. And, the, and and really, these are patients who are not good candidates for regular surgery, like mm. a laminectomy, because those patients will have that surgery, their pain will go away for six months, and then their pain's back. Whereas the mild procedure and the vertiflex both, um, you, don't, you don't get those issues. And the chance of making you worse with either one of those is pretty close to zero. With spine surgery... The chance of making worse is not insignificant. No, it's very, very significant. But yeah, you put my vertiflex in. I don't know what it was, three, four years ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and you know, I've been absolutely, totally pain free ever since. Right. The vertiflex story is not over, by the way. We're we're going to be going back to the board at ProLiance and presenting our data and our own data and the. Uh, national data that this is this is a no-brainer to be there's one particular doctor i think who had a little uh, on the board who thought there was yeah. this was overstepping you know huh. stay in your lane kind of conversation well you know that's just you know uh, i one of the things well, uh, back in the bad old days when i sat on hospital boards of this sort right i saw doctors attacking other doctors and it was always about turf Mm-hmm. It was I, turf battles. It was all about turf. This is my area. You shouldn't be doing it because you're in, you have a different certification than me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even though it works. And I did want to add one thing that she threw in the mix. She, uh, my husband's 91 years old. Now he's in excellent health. He's you know his heart, everything has been checked. He's good. But mm. she said it was and and very specifically it was surgery. In other words, that was. And we had understood that it was just a minimal, you know, type surgery. It is it surgery. Wasn't. No, technically it's surgery. It's a, a very small incision. Uh, you don't have to do general anesthesia, which is huge in that age group. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. anesthesia, uh-huh. general anesthesia is like a big head whack, you yeah. know. It's, 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 tough on, it's tough on old folks' brains. We do it under yeah. IV sedation, minimally and minimal sedation, uh, mostly under local anesthesia. It's, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, so what should we do? What should, what come, back, we do? come back, come back. We'll talk about the mild procedure. Yeah, stay right there, Shirley, and we will take okay. a quick break and then talk about that procedure that uh, Dr. Nelson was talking about. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Stay right there. We have more to come. Leading 
Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'd give anything to make you mine. And we're back, Leading Edge Medicine, Saturday mornings. We're glad to be here. The sun is shining. And uh, Dr. Nelson and I have our big giant liters of ice water. Dr. Mixon, is that your tea? That's my tea. That's this your tea this morning. Taking your calls at 800 465 8770. Shirley was talking with Dr. Nelson, and you were going to explain another procedure that might oh, be. No, he helpful. already explained it, actually. Uh, he was the mild? Doing, yeah, just telling her she needs to come on in. Let's talk ah. about it. Yeah, that's the bottom line. There's, okay. there's an alternative to the Vertiflex, um, the mild procedure, surely. Um, so I think we got to get your husband back in and. Uh, talk about that again very minimally invasive and it's technically a surgery but it's i mean we're talking about a whole (laughs) i'm showing my my colleagues here i told this big quarter maybe about a quarter inch (laughs) yeah even less probably less than more like an eighth of an inch wow um and that is uh that was a procedure that uh i got trained on 10 years ago then the neurosurgeon and the spine surgeons at a national level got up in arms they they essentially almost killed it and then it mm. kind of like came a, back Didn't like a phoenix it? rose from the ashes and and now it is works. available because it works it works and uh you know it's kind of like then, defying the law of gravity when something works you just you can't that's right you can't okay. resist it forever and the name of the procedure quickly again was it's called a mild minimally invasive lumbar decompression the company's called vertos and they're out of um I think uh, Carlsbad or Southern California okay. somewhere. Okay, that's Vert- terrific. Vertos Medical, V-E-R-T-O-S. Okay. okay, okay. Well, we'll come see you again. This is really getting frustrating, but thank you. I'm, I'm, mm. re- I'm excited. Maybe this will help him. Cause Maybe so. Dead. Hope so. Dead. Yeah, okay. Yes. So I will be calling then and coming to see you again. Very good. Look forward to okay. it. Okay, thanks so much, Dr. Aw, thank you, Shirley. Taking your calls now, it's Leading Edge Medicine. We are headed to... <gasps> One more thing. Yes. That is, remember, I couldn't remember the name of the cream. Oh, you it got was, the cream for the yeah, skin cancer. F-U-Dex. 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 F-U-Dex is the prescription cream. 
but it's a, it's a very potent anti-cancer sort of agent. It comes in a cream. You can simply apply it to the lesion. You have to put it on every day for you know some period of time, but it, it eventually kills the critter. Uh, there's another one that's over the counter. It's called Curaderm. Uh, Curaderm works a lot slower. Uh, and it's about two hundred dollars a tube, but at least it's over the counter. Okay, so, and those you can get. Yeah. So the Effudex, you need a prescription for the Curaderm. You can get uh, over the counter. All right, Lisa. I hope you got that information for you. All right, and now we are going to South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Larry is on the line. Hi there. Welcome, Larry. It's almost lunchtime for you. Hello, Larry. Hello. Hello, Dr. Nixon. Hello, all there. Greetings uh, mm-hmm. from sunny South Carolina here. We, we really enjoy uh, streaming the program every Saturday here in South Carolina. My wife, Susie, and I are 15 year uh, veteran patients of longevity and absolutely love the program. I just I needed some clarification from Nixon. Uh, last week, you were talking about breast cancer and mm-hmm. um, that testosterone could be a positive influence with breast cancer. Yep. And I was always under the impression, based on previous discussions you had on the radio, that well, while test, uh, testosterone doesn't cause cancer, it can fuel cancer uh, once you have cancer. And so I was hoping you could kind of clear that up. Is that just sure. uh, only applying to men or women? or what? Well, it, it depends on what tumors we're talking about. But with breast cancer, the worry has been that if you raise a woman's testosterone level too much, uh, the aromatase in her body fat can convert the testosterone to estrogen. And the, the, that was a worry because they were trying to block the estrogen. But what you can do is you give them both testosterone and an estrogen blocker. Uh, see, last week we had a lady call in who has a, a I believe it was a stage one uh, invasive cancer. They've taken her tumor out. And they want to put her on an estrogen blocker. And she was resisting the estrogen blocker because of the, all the adverse effects of losing systemic estrogen. You know, the, the, the mental changes, the emotional changes, the bones thinning out, the skin going bad, the inability to have intercourse, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a doctor in Ohio, Rebecca Glazier, who has published some fascinating papers. She's a specialist in, in, uh, breast cancer surgeries. And what she has found is if you give women the estrogen blocker with testosterone so that it can't convert to the estrogen that they're trying to stop, but the testosterone itself uh, has enormous protective effect for all those adverse changes from the estrogen blocker, that they actually can regain their ability to have uh, to make love to their husband. They get uh, their skin improves, the, and the testosterone has an anti-cancer effect that actually helps to suppress the breast cancer. Wow! So you get a whole lot of benefits. Um, you know, the the list was about twenty different things long that all got better in these women when they were put on the testosterone. So. My comment to him was, you know, if if it was my wife who had the the breast cancer, I would be on an airplane with her for to Ohio uh, to visit with uh, Dr. Glazier because she's the one who's done the original research and published the papers. And uh, just, uh, I just I've been really, really impressed with her work. 
So, but as as a man, if I were, God forbid, to develop a testicular cancer or colon or a prostate cancer, um, no. would your recommendation be to stop the testosterone? No, no, it would not be. Uh, the The only concern would, would be if you had a prostate cancer and your oncologist wanted to put you on an androgen blocker for a while, for me then to give you testosterone would counteract what he was doing. You know, so okay. we, we have to make up our mind. Do we want to block your testosterone or not? It does, makes no sense to give you a drug to block it, and then I give it to you. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. right. Okay. Dr. I, Mixon, can I, I interject something? I had it in my mind, I had it in my mind from, from pre- previous sessions that, that uh, testosterone could fuel cancer. And so right. that was a, a concern I had. Yeah. No, it, it, it might with... How do I explain this carefully? There's what we call a threshold effect in, in prostate cancer. And prostate cancer is the only one I know of that we are, we're actually worried about the testosterone. Okay, The vast majority of prostate cancer is what we call an androgen sensitive. It requires a little bit of testosterone to grow. Okay, um, But it's, as I would point out, there's what we call a threshold effect. If you completely wipe out a man's testosterone, I mean, basically chemically castrate him so he has no testosterone at all, um, it will slow down or even reverse the growth of most prostate cancer for some period of time. Okay, But if you suppress it for too long, the prostate cancer mm-hmm. will then undergo a new mutation and become an androgen insensitive tumor that no longer requires testosterone to grow. And those are the most aggressive, the most deadly prostate cancers we've got. If you're going to have a prostate cancer, you want one that's sensitive to testosterone because they tend to be more indolent and they grow slower to start with. It's that 15, 20% of them that don't require testosterone that are the killers. Right. Right. Okay. So what, 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 what many doctors are doing now is they're, they suppress testosterone for some period, maybe six months, a year, and then they let you have your testosterone back for six months or a year, and then they suppress it again, mm. trying to prevent that mutation to the more aggressive form that can occur when you get rid of all your testosterone. Okay, that sounds good. Hey, I just just at the side issues. Uh, speaking of the prostate, um, I had a uh, resume procedure done last spring, uh-huh. and I've, I've had fantastic results of that. I don't know that I've ever heard you speak of the resume procedure, but it, oh yes, it, yes yeah. if you're not really yeah. familiar with it, it's yeah. Now, it's, resume um, is has been my number one for the last eighteen months or two years. That I've said, if I needed a prostate procedure, it's the resume I would go to. Um, Roger that. Yeah, but I just have been reading over the course of the last month about a even newer one, a called a hydroablation, that appears to be doable for even bigger prostates. Resume has some limitations. If the prostate is too too big, resume is ineffective. So it's good for people that are getting obstructive symptoms, but the prostate is not massive. The hydroablation is one that's available even for those really, really big prostates. And it has a lot fewer side effects than the more traditional approaches. Mm. So so if, if I needed procedure and my prostate was 
not too massive. I'd still go with Resume. If I had a really big prostate that I had to, to intervene with, then I'd probably be looking at the hydroablation right now. So, Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and thank, thank you for all you do. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you for the call, Larry.